Wedding photographers and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number 114. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Wishemi, the self-proclaimed professor of photographic pontifications in good company with the mythical legend himself, Mr. Neil Urban. Hello, hello. As well as the chatty Cathy of the Hudson Valley, Mr. Jimmy Ferrara. I am back, baby! <laughs> back! In the saddle. We're very excited to have you back, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Jimmy, did you not get the, the the reflective stuff on your glasses when you got your glasses? You didn't pay the extra money oh, these, for that? No, these, these are Zenny brand, and they uh, they do have some kind of reflective things, but they're not like high-end, super, it's worth, you know. It's worth paying that extra money to not have the reflection when you're a photographer. Okay. As, as, well, I'm just saying. I don't, I don't wear them when I shoot, though. Okay. All right. And you know, are you a context? I, yeah, I think next time are, do you wear contacts then? No, no, no. Now let me ask you a question. Um, we have somebody else to introduce here in just a second. But but Jimmy, when you uh, shoot, do you not? Do you get like your thumbprint on your glasses? Do you have to like carry around a lens cloth or something? No, I, I don't shoot with glasses at all ever. Oh oh okay I see yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm my prescription's pretty weak. Uh, I, I need them for reading. I have like I have readers. Look, I have another pair right here of readers laying around. There's All right. there's another pair over here of glasses. There's glasses everywhere All you right. go in this house. Okay, All so right. Jimmy, you you shooting Sony? Do you shoot through the viewfinder or do you look at the LCD screen? Um, because if you're okay. shooting at the LCD screen, you you probably need your readers then, or no? Yes. When I come to reception, a lot of times I find myself on the monopod, like I talked about, and then I use the uh, the screen. When there's like toasts and stuff like that, where I, you know you just kind of need to frame. And then I'll have glasses on there. I have progressive readers that I wear throughout the night here and there. But when I shoot throughout the day and prep, I'm I'm mostly through the viewfinder. And if I use the screen, I can see it. It's just not totally sharp. But mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I can't. It's hard, it's kind of hard for me to read the menu on the back of screen. I can get away with it just about. But towards the end of the day, my eyes are tired. I can't. You know, I need help with glasses. Andy, so, what about you? Do you always have your glasses on, like like when you shoot? For years, I did. Because um, when you did the family shoot, you were using the LCD screen most most of the time, I kind of noticed. Back and forth. Now with the Sony's, yeah. I go back and forth a lot. Um, but uh, but very often in the viewfinder, even with glasses, and the, but, and the problem is is that my thumb print goes up against the back of my glasses, so they get dirty the whole time, or I get like you know stuff all over them. So I always mm -hmm. have a lens cloth with me when I shoot with glasses, and I'm constantly wiping it down. But so I prefer to be shooting. I prefer to have contacts on when I'm shooting a wedding because otherwise it, uh, you know, I'm just kind of wiping down glasses half the day. You know, I also yeah, yeah. I also shoot with my left eye. So the only thing that's going to get smudged really is then the viewfinder rubber itself on the if I do. Sometimes in the studio, I'll shoot. I'll leave my glasses on and just do the diopter adjust it. But yeah, I don't know how people I think I asked you that in the beginning of the podcast. I'm like, how do you shoot? With glasses on on a hot day when you got sweat and you, they're falling off your face and yeah, you're it, constantly putting up it to your face. It doesn't make sense. It's definitely better with contacts for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially in the summer when it's when it's cool. Or if I do have like um, sometimes like on a headshot or commercial shoot or whatever, like then fine, whatever. I'll wear the glasses. You know, if I can take mm -hmm. time, if I'm not like rushed for time, you know, and you can kind of set up your stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, right. we also have a, a special guest with us, a podcast listener for many years, Mr. Andrew Wheeler. 
uh, Andrew Wheeler, uh, who are you? Where are you from? What time is it where you are? And uh, introduce yourself. Hey, I'm, I'm Andrew Wheeler. Um, uh, I do. I run uh, AW Photographic, and I'm in Lincolnshire, which is kind of right in the East Midlands of England. Um, I've been doing photography for. Oh, I finished uh, college in '98, um, so I've been doing photography since then. Um, worked on cruise ships, uh, going around your neck of the woods. Um, New York and down to uh, South America and round up to Alaska. Um, came back in 2001 and started on AW Photographic, shooting um, houses, actually, quite often, hmm. uh, for estate agents or real hmm. estate agents, as you call them, weren't you? Um, used to do that quite a lot. Keep me busy sort of Monday to Friday. Um, 2013, I shot my sort of so first solo wedding. Uh, which is good, tough. <laughs> I remember it very well, almost like your first child. I remember that. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it was a good one. It was it was, it was nice though because it was uh, an old friend. It was someone I knew, so mm-hmm. I still had them pay me though. So that was <laughs> that, that was a bonus. Um, I had a second shot. My first second time. I first time my second shot. Actually, I helped. Uh, it was back in the film days. Um, local wedding photographer who had actually uh, died. He'd had a heart attack and died suddenly. And his wife was taking over and just sort of trying to clear up what she could. So I helped out uh, a couple of times with her, which was uh, an interesting thing. That was back in the days where it was just, you know, 36 shots. Pretty much that was it. Maybe three rolls of film. And that mm. was your wedding. Mm. Oh. Mm. So a little bit different. But uh, yeah, now, now I'm shooting... Shooting a fair bit now. I'm up to, I think I shoot about 25-odd weddings a year. Um, I've had a couple of weekends off now, so I'm a bit more relaxed. Mm. And it's 2.30 in the morning here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. So <laughs> I'm fully, dedication. fully caffeined up at the moment. <laughs> and you did this, you were mentioning before we started recording, you did the smart thing and took a little nap before you came on, uh, which was, uh, I did. Makes, makes it all possible. <laughs> Yeah, I had a little gin and then uh, <laughs> and then went to bed. I thought I'd join Jimmy in a uh, in a nice girly drink. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll join you in a little bit. <laughs> awesome, fantastic. So cool. we're we're gonna yeah. um, uh, Andrew's gonna be with us the whole show, and uh, we're gonna come around to a a question that was asked in the group by him uh, that kind of uh, led him to ask a you know to ask him to come on the show and uh, talk about uh, a little bit of a topic here. So. Uh, but before we do that, uh, I just had a topic that I wanted to bring up uh, and see where the conversation goes from here. Um, it's I've just noticed uh, recently on a lot of these uh, photography groups that... What did I tell you, Andy? Get out of them. I, it's, just, it's, it's really <laughs> leave, hard. Leave all of them, except for uh, the it's, it's, it, it, What is really crazy <laughs> is, like, is that on all of my, my Facebook feed lately is just because I'm in these groups, it's all these questions, these same questions coming up the same time over all these same groups. And it's really like, it's, it's just, it's driving me kind of crazy. But one of the topics that I kind of see coming up over and over again is, uh, this, the light and airy versus dark and moody and like, which style do you fit into and why? And it's like, it's like, those are the only one of, one of two places that you can fit into and Hey, who's available 8-1 of 
you know, 2021 for a light and airy style, or who's available, you know, such and such date for dark and moody. Um, you might be able to dude, tell, will, uh, you dude, might be able to tell kind every... of how I feel based on how I'm talking here, but how do you guys feel about this? And what does this mean? And where, where do I, where, where do you feel about this? I will take every single light and airy wedding humanly possible only because I don't have to use any lighting at all. Right. <laughs> all I have to do is use natural lighting, throw it through that lightenary filter on there, uh, boost it, boost all the highlights up in in uh, in in Lightroom, and drop drop my saturation, and done. I'm done. Yep. There we go. I'll I'll take every single one of them. But no, um, I it's it's kind of sad that that you have like two different genres now. It's it's lightenary or dark and moody. And those are the only I, two. It's it's, it's yeah. like and like generally speaking. Those are like the only two, like you have to fit in one of those two boxes, basically. And and since since people are either used to one or the other, um, we kind of market ourselves because that's kind of like the end thing now. It's, it's either you have one or the other. Um, I'm more the dr- dramatic one, so I, I, I place myself as the dark and moody guy. And then I have my wife, who's my who's the second shooter. Um, she's also the main shooter. She's the light nary because, you know, she does more natural light stuff. Um, I, I, contr- I, I do all the lighting. She does the natural stuff. So we, we kind of market ourselves as both only because that's what's going on right now in the market. Mm. You know, uh, it's, it's, I just, I just take advantage of the both, both terms right yeah, now. Yeah. See what, what annoys me about it is that in my opinion, uh, there are many photographers when I look at their work who literally just do not fit into either of those two styles stylistically. Like when I think light and airy or when I think dark and moody. And it's just just kind of annoying that like so many photographers and newer photographers especially are like trying to fit themselves in one of those two boxes and basically asking like everybody else like like you have to fit in one of those two boxes or or you know, when people, especially when people are dealing with all these referrals, well, those referrals work online and all that kind of stuff. And it's just like, um, when I look at some people's work, it's like, nope, you really aren't light and airy. You're really not dark and moody. And like, you have something unique. You like you, you're an artist, so to speak, where there's a different kind of a look going on. And, and, uh, um, I don't know. I've just been seeing a lot of that lately and it's just kind of, uh, I don't, I don't quite, quite get it <laughs> you yeah, know? well you gotta blame you gotta kind of blame pinterest for that stuff mm-hmm. yeah pinterest kind of fell off the scene didn't it i, well, I don't i posted on uh, it so long like a year really i'm a year behind yeah over yeah. that uh my last i just was on the other day and my last wedding i posted was the one in arizona which was a year ago plus I'm like wow but i don't you know, I think Pinterest has become the um, look what you can do yourself, and here's ten ways of doing it, and here's uh, to, you know tattoo ideas, and here's some other. It's I think the photography end of it, or at least the wedding photography end of it, morphed into um, ten ways to save money for your wedding. You can do things yourself, and the photography kind of fell off to the wayside. That's how I yeah. I I, th- I think Pinterest kind of went more towards Instagram, like kind of Instagram kind of yeah. took over. Yeah. And even with Instagram, another pain in the ass site or platform is the fact that, you know, if you're a photographer and you have a 5,000 followers, 4,000 are going to be other photographers. Thank you. That's going to get me a lot of work. So mm-hmm. it's hard. It's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm exaggerating, of course, but uh, it's, it's hard to market. And I also find myself, I don't do the stories a day of anymore because um, 
recently I was assisting someone and it was, it was very Instagrammy like throughout the day. And I got the vibe as a, the assistant slash other photographer has a little bit of both um, fr- from the, from the room, the area, if, wherever we were that, uh, okay, time to maybe shoot this wedding and put your phone down and stop, you know, Instagramming yes, the story. hundred you know? percent. Yeah, yeah. When Do your the job. photographer stops out of the blue and goes, where's my phone? I can't get my phone. And then, and then every time you turn around to the assistant, the assistant's doing some story and I'm like, all right, whatever. It's, it's kind of like, I'm here to do a job. If I do that on a job now from now on, I'm do, I'm just shooting the back of my screen occasionally. I might pull it out here and there, but I haven't done that. <laughs> I don't think I've done it this year. So yeah. I want to concentrate on the day. I want to I want to shoot the day, let it happen. I'll post pictures later because that's what I do. I know the stories are cool, but I don't really you know, you can go into the stats and see who's looking at them and see who's fast forwarding and swiping, whatever, fine. But I I just I, I want I don't mind the stories being still images. I just don't want to take it away from the day of the wedding. I tried both. Um, I tried the whole story thing earlier in this year when I had uh, all those destination weddings. I was kind of doing them, and yeah. and it was it was kind of cool, but it, it it was I don't know. It was just kind of a little little weird. Uh, but I kind of I can understand why so many people do it because it's instant gratification. People want to know exactly what you're doing and when, how you're doing things, and people are are wanting to know, wanting to see things about the wedding. And what what kind of surprised me the most was the clients kind of enjoyed it. Okay. Um, not not right. so much my my future my future clients, but my my current clients, they kind of enjoyed what to see what we were doing, how much effort we were putting into it, how much thought we were kind of putting into things. Um I felt a little uncomfortable because I had my phone out kind of during during certain situations, but I kind of made sure it was it was kind of like during like certain lull moments where not much was going on. Um, that's when I kind of did did my Facebook lives kind of stuff. But um, I can I can see both both sides. I've always been the, I've always been on your side, of the Jimmy. You know, let, I'm here for a job. I got a job to do. Yeah. But then it's but the way the market's shifting and the way you know. Facebook Live and Instagram Stories are are going. It's like you kind of kind of keep up with the time. So I kind of for now though. You know. I mean that wave might go down again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's also you know I'll do a story for the dark room. We want to do in a party there. I might do a little prep. Um, I like pulling out the phone for that because they're for a sweet sixteen party. Let's say at the studio because you know that's the perfect age group and they're all doing it and I'm doing it and it's cool for future people. To see, like, the, this one DJ does this cool, like, it's, like, not confetti, it's not soap bubbles, I don't know what it is, but it, it looks amazing, and it dissipates in, like, a minute, and that, with the backlight, looks so cool, so, yeah, everyone's pulling out the phone for that, because that's just kind of cool, and that's yeah. a, a hundred, you know, it's a very big video thing, so that's different, it's my space, Yeah, I'll do yeah. that, I just think weddings is the time to, at least here in where I am, and you guys are in New York, you might be a little more relaxed, but, you know, Manhattan is just taking, takes over the, the attitude of, like, let's go, 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 is I'm always like that. I'm with everything I do pretty much. And especially the day of a wedding, if, if I have, if I have time to pull out a phone, do a story, I might have time to find a better angle of the camera or maybe if I'm bored, I'll pull out a flash and maybe backlight something. I just, I don't, I don't subscribe to that theory anymore. Yeah. What about you, Andy? Have you ever tried anything like that or no, not you're, not, you're not. So, yeah. so I, one of the, do you even care? Like, do, do you even care what the market's doing or anybody else is doing? Or? So, yes. I mean, I do, uh, because I do think that what happens is as photographers get older 
And if, if I look at different photographers and look look at stylistically when people have kind of hung on to their style, whether it be in our, our area or in just areas elsewhere, you can kind of see when somebody's style is is like comes from the year 2005 or it comes from the year 2010 and hasn't moved. So I do want to be aware of what's happening today and I want to be aware of what the, the general idea is. And my whole thing is, is I want to take pieces of that and incorporate that into what how I'm editing, you know, stylistically. But I want to mm-hmm. have a foundation of what my style is to me within that, you know. So I want to kind of breach the gap between between what's happening and what's current and what's trendy. But I want to keep, you know, what is true to my artistic style or vision of how I'm editing in the context of that. Because I feel like if I don't, um, it's very easy to become you know, the old guy that, that is unaware of what's happening and whose, whose work mm-hmm. looks old, you know, and whose work right. looks like it yeah, comes from 2000. Point. Um, so I'm, I, I try to be very aware of that. Um, but I think, so it's, you gotta, I feel like meeting in the middle of, of yeah, following the trend, following the herd. Right. But, but still maintaining integrity of what's unique to you and what's unique to your artistic vision and style in terms of how you're editing, what images you choose to show as part of your portfolio, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do the same exact thing, exact same thing. And I look back at stuff from 2005 to 2010, let's say. Uh, and yeah, I look back and I'm like, I, the, the image is good, but some just to finish, you know, the, the cock of the camera a little bit, that was kind of popular for a while. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I might still that, do that, that especially. Little, I feel like a lot of people still are doing that. And I'm like, dude, don't just don't. don't Let do them do that. it. Let them go. Let them go. <laughs> I don't mind. Uh, if there's here, my theory is if it's, if you're perpendicular to something, I say this all the time. If you're, if you're hanging a painting or, or any kind of frame, it's a 100% level. So if you're perpendicular to something, you have to be perpendicular. Don't be a little this way, this way. But once you do go a little that way or that way, and then you find some diagonal lines and just a little of the camera one way or the other, not more than like 20 degrees or so, does does make an, a sharper diagonal line. And if there's and if there's something you know straight and it's a couple straight and like the the building's a little this way, I don't I don't I still like that. I still think it's an interesting angle. It makes it. An interesting angle of a of a, a composition, but I yeah. do I, I do want to say well, kind of moving on from that, you can have whatever opinion you want okay. on your on your corners there. I know, um, but I know. Uh, I but I do want to say the, the question that you just asked me about, uh, just like in general about Instagram, and I've never done a story on Facebook, I've never done a story on Instagram, or live feed or anything like that, and uh, what I've also never done, I only did it one time on Instagram, the first image I ever posted. I put I put hashtags on the first image I ever posted on my on my Instagram, and ever since then I've just never done it. I don't add the hashtags. I don't do the dot dot dot, and then all these hashtags and tagging all these people and doing all this stuff, or like writing these like quippy little stories. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of these like two paragraph things for every photo I post. I don't do any of that stuff. I know I don't. I never will. Um, people have talked to me about it before. They say it's good for your Instagram. I'm like, nope, I'm not doing it. It's not me. Matter of fact, I just updated my profile on my Instagram feed to basically say, essentially, like, hey, I don't do that. You know, move on. Look, <laughs> look, look if you want, if you want words or whatever, go somewhere else. Um, you're just gonna get photos here. So basically, uh, that and and that's gonna be part of my my vibe and my you know what I have to say. You know, so I feel like I always feel like if if the the image should be the storyteller. And I'm not going to, you know, if, and if people want to get sucked in by the words and want to get sucked in with the hashtags and all that stuff, then fine. But um, I'm just not, that's, I'm not doing it, you know? You know, I looked so. up today, um, 
when Instagram started. I know I was I was I joined in the in the very like beginning. 2007, with, 2008, something like that. October sixth, two thousand ten, which was my birthday oh, wow. actually. Oh. So on my birthday in two thousand ten, it opened, and I, my first post was January of eleven. I remember being like just a nice, friendly, easygoing. Here's a picture. Here's a picture. All square. Hashtags weren't around then, and it was a nice platform. It was it was like a different uh, yeah. different way. I, I made I made it more personal at the time. I remember like that and hipstamatic yeah. was a thing. Like there was no hip- Andrew. Andrew, what? Um, no, Andy. What, what was that one program that we used? It was uh, during WPPI. We were at the party, and you did some live feed. Do you remember what you did? Oh, oh I remember I noticed- that. I know it was, was um um like fine Periscope um, or something like Periscope. that. Periscope, yes. Periscope. Yeah. Is that still around? Did, did we actually do? I no, I think Periscope. it was popular for like that month or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember doing. I, I was remember in, we, we had a couple hundred followers that that night. Yeah. Of, Periscope of, was awesome. Uh, the problem with Periscope is this: the, first of all, Periscope looks out. Stop pointing at your stupid face and and seeing what you're doing. That's what that's what kill Periscope. Everyone starts to think they're famous and pointing this in the hair. I'm doing this. I'm like, I don't care what you're doing. Point the screen at London right now, walking around the streets. That's kind of interesting to see his live. I remember being in Mexico. We were shooting a wedding. Natalie and I were shooting a wedding, and I was periscoping. And she's like, are you doing that periscope thing? I'm like, yeah. And then someone chimes in, and I'm just going to her. Her, she got these, her cleavage is popping, right? Oh so God. someone says, oh, she's like, God, Jimmy. Someone, <laughs> someone's like, grab a boob. So I just stick my hand like in the frame, and I go in there. <laughs> and she's like, nice. And all these followers came up. It was really funny. <laughs> I like that. Uh, like we we missed on the way in. Uh, maybe let's do a condensed version of this roundtable, quick fire, what we've been up to, sure. um, and just what's been going on lately. Quick fire version of it. Uh, Neil, man, I'm first. Yep. Um, gosh, uh, I only have four four names on my list that I need to be edited, which mm-hmm. I've been working, still working around the clock, just trying to be cut up. Um, I just I just photographed a same sex marriage just a couple days ago, and my God, I, I almost wish that every wedding I shot was same sex marriage. It, it, like the emotion, I know we've gone through this before, but my gosh, so much emotion, mm-hmm. and everybody's just so happy. There aren't like these huge wedding parties or anything like that. There aren't like these drunk guys like talking about their high school days or. You know, it, it's just everybody's so happy to be there, and it was re- was really cool. Like during the ceremony, they had like a flash mob. Um, all the guests started singing, and and the bride and groom or the the groom and groom were completely caught off guard. It was it was it was so amazing, absolutely amazing. Everybody's just so happy; they just want to celebrate. I wish every single wedding was like that, honestly. Um, but other um, so so I just did that, and then. Um, I have two two weddings coming up this weekend, which I'm not looking forward to, only because they're back to backs. It's a Saturday Sunday. I like my Sundays off, but um, you know, such is life. Other than that, that's pretty much it. Just uh, grinding, grinding away. Mister Wheeler. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, well. Actually, so I had last weekend off, which was nice. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I've had a couple. I'm about four weddings deep as well with the um, in the editing. Um, I had a couple, few days off of actually editing, so I like to give it a little break sometimes just to refresh my eyes. Sitting in front of the Mac, just after a while, I get a little bit mm. buzzed out. So mm-hmm. um, I went to a theme park yesterday, so that was nice. Took the nice. kids to a little. Th- <laughs> just took <laughs> the kids to a theme park and pretended to be brave. <laughs> 
Nice. Now, Andrew, where where are you in your season? Are are you? Is it mid mid season, end of season? Uh, like in the UK, I would say it's kind of the seasons are a bit. I would say it's towards the. Uh, I've got uh, more in August and September, so I'd say it's sort of mid to late season. Um, if you were seasoning it out, um, yeah, I would say sort of mid to late. I'm starting to sort of uh, cool off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got about three or four in September, which will be a little bit busier. Um, a couple of midweek ones. Um, and then just the one in October. I've got a New Year's Eve one as well, which is uh, which is be interesting. Mm. Okay. Nice. Jimmy? Yo. Yo. What's going on? What's up? I'm sorry. Um, uh, editing stuff, doing things. I'm, you know, I know uh, you guys made fun of me last time with that loop deck. But uh, oh, you, oh, you listen. Oh, okay. It's pretty cool. I, 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 I'm back and forth with it for culling. Like sometimes just the, the just the arrows and delete is fine. But, but, uh, but when you have like, for when it comes to reception, let's say, and you got you know 500 plus images to go through, and the lighting's always a little too bright to this, to that. You know, I'm like we, I. We all are shooting off-camera flash at at one point, and we're all manual with this stuff. At least I am. So sometimes something gets a little hot. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you boost the shadows. But I find my hand here, hand here. Go, go, go. It's like next, 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 next. And you know what I discovered with this thing? You can be in the library view, which I don't know why you have to hit E for. So you're you're in the library view, and you can still use the adjustments. Uh, for anything and it's very very small it does a lot but it's super super fast i'm like wow i didn't think it even did that it 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 definitely is a pretty cool i know it's just a piece of plastic and it's 250 bucks but i dig it man i I, you know it's it's pretty it's i'm still used i'm still getting used to it but okay uh, so so jimmy you use arrows and delete and andy i know you use the star system Mm -hmm. i use the flag star stuff i like I don't. I don't flag anything. I don't pick. Do the flag pick? See, I we flag. I, we we flag the ones that need to be deleted. Hmm. I, I just we we don't do we don't do a whole star system. It's like flag. You're you're either it or you're done. Okay. I I'll delete it and then I'll really really delete it afterwards. But I'll delete it and then I will star what I like. You don't keep your alpha colors. No, I keep it raw. No, I keep. I'm no, talking in culling. You, you delete yeah. out of the library. The Lightroom yeah. library, right? But you yeah, keep, not, you keep the raw files like, if you need the raw files later. Here's what I do. So I'm in I'm in Just, a collection set. Jimmy, that's I, hold I, on a second. Hold on a second. Yes I, no? I, don't, I don't want it. I don't want a three minute, ten minute I'd response. Love to see Jimmy on the stand. You yeah. Know, during uh, <laughs> that was a yeah, that, that was a yes or no question. <laughs> do do you old. keep the raw files from a wedding? I keep the raw files that are culled. That the the finals, the ones that I said no to, no, they get deleted. Wow. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. See, I keep. What the hell do I need files? I said no for just, because because you never know. And let's because, say, because, go, go ahead, Neil. You uh, take. No, this. I was I was just gonna say, what if the the image that you kept, you know, it, it, it's a little bit smaller on the screen. It, what if it's just slightly out of focus? And the next shot you took, which you deleted off your hard drive, was the one in focus, which is the key. I would have saw that upon culling. And wh- yeah, but during culling process, you're not like zooming in and stuff. Oh are yeah, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. Even in groups, sometimes I'll, I'll plug the drive back in so I can see faces. I can zoom in better because I just do the standard preview because it's much faster that way. And I'll uh, I'll check then for group stuff 
if they're like, I got a winner. Yeah, but in also, focus. like, let's say that you photograph some wedding and you you're photographing this wedding, right? And mm-hmm. you deliver the the wedding, and then later on, and you find out that, um, I don't know, you know, so the future the future president of some country was at this wedding, right? And then, but you didn't deliver that candid photo because it was like an average kind of candid photo, right? But then later on, you want to go back and get that photo. You don't have it anymore, you know? Dude, okay. You know, <laughs> that's never going to happen. Okay. <laughs> well, and even so, so what? So it was, it was a candid picture. I, it's it, to me. It's, I, I I've did this. I've done this for years, and people thought I was crazy years ago. And I'm like, think about this. If if so and so calls and says. I'm very sorry, you know, this, now my grandmother died, the wedding was our last um, time with her, do you have anything else with her? Anything decent of grandma would have made it through. I, I'm not going to, if I have a close-up of her, or she's laughing on the dance floor, or she's talking to someone, of course that's going through. Yeah. So the, only the bad ones are gone. Now, if I have one of her... Okay, a bad one of a future president drunk, being really drunk, TMZ would pay probably about 3 to $5 million for that one image. I don't, don't. I'm friends. I'm friends with Chuck on TMZ. He graduated with me from high school, so I can just text Chuck right now and be like, "Chuck, this is what's his worth? It's not worth." Yeah, you million. deleted the image. Yeah, you deleted the image. I, I, I just I don't need that file space. I don't care. Lightroom now is a little better with the cataloging, of course, with it. But because uh, then those files just live in that folder, and you see the ones that you renumbered and the other ones. But I've got, I just I don't care. I've got every raw file. Since I started shooting professionally in like late 2009, early 2010, every single raw file I have on hard drives, ready to go. I can go and back even to this, any if, shoot. If it's a couple, yeah. if, if I have a couple that's not doing a wedding, or not doing an album, right? And then a year to, you know what, more than that. If like five years goes by and I'm looking at my, these drives that I have laying around and go, let me just open this drive up and see what's on here. And I see like, well, back then it was Aperture Projects. So if I see these Aperture Projects, which I can still open, that were like, who's this wedding? Who's this? And I look at it, I'm like, okay, this is getting deleted because I don't need, they're not doing a book now. And if I do, hell, you know, I'm working off the JPEGs. Those, those, that was it. That's what they see. That's what they get. I don't, it's, I can't, I'm not buying drive upon drive to keep for, for a reason. Just yeah, but drives are so cheap that. now. Yeah. And plus, and, and, and plus, just a little heads up to our listeners, uh, a lot of these competitions, so like print competitions like PPA, WPPI, they all require to see raw files now, too. So if you're to submit an image, they want to see the raw file. Just make sure it's yeah. it's not photoshopped. That's that's a good, that, yeah, that's a good point. That, that mm-hmm. is a good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 my take. Mm. Andrew. Yes. What are your thoughts on all that? Uh, well, I already kind of mentioned all my thoughts on all that. As far oh, okay. as the Ross, yeah. So, but uh, but what I've been up to, uh, it's this is probably my, my busiest point of the year was right now, um, when I like look at my whole schedule and because I, I have a I have a double coming up this week and a double coming up the following week, um, and so but I I have um, been more on top of editing this year than I ever have been. I only have uh, three weddings to edit right now on my list. That's it. I have nothing else other than three weddings, and I'm probably going to finish another one tomorrow. So going into this weekend, I'm I'm just uh, two weddings behind. I've been about three three weeks uh, turnaround uh, in the long end um, so far this season, which has been the best ever because I kind of have a, a little bit of a newer editing style that I've been trying out. Uh, that's been uh, it's been going pretty good for me and making editing faster. My my bigger news though is. 
Uh, if you follow me on Facebook, uh, there's a baby Buscemi on the way. There is. And Congratulations. I'm excited. So very excited. Thank you. Um, and uh, what's what's amazing about that is if if um, if you have if you so let's let's say that you're a wedding photographer, and let's say that if you wanted to to try and have a baby at the best time of year for a wedding photographer in America, uh, when would that take place? When would that be? What would the date be? I mean, when would that date be? Well, uh, d- d- winter. Dubai. Yeah, the winter. So, <laughs> yeah. so January 6th is the due date, and that's amazing. Perfect. And I'm very excited about that, that the timing worked out. And it just so happens to work out that way. It's not like we were like yeah. specifically trying, trying to make that happen. So I am uh, feel very fortunate about that, and, and I'm excited. So, Are you guys going to um, find out what the baby is? Nope. Uh, we're going to be surprised. And Good. I'm also I'm not taking any weddings at all. I'm t- I've been turning things down those uh, those few months, so uh, I'll just be in that mode to start with in the beginning of that. So, um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have an assortment of handpicked information that's relevant to you. But first, just in case we you forgot your place in space and time, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-weekly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. By wedding photographers. The show goes live roughly every other week. And while we're at it, please do leave us a review in iTunes. Subscribe in iTunes. And help us help you by sending in questions to info at weddingphotographersunite.com, just like Joanne did. Joanne wrote in to... God, we're we're still on that, are we? Um, Joanne wrote in to info at weddingphotographersunite.com and said, Hey, what do you do... She said some nice things and then asked a question. Hey, what do you do when you walk into a church and the dad of the groom or bride says, Hey... Cousin Martha is going to be shooting pictures today, too. She wants to be a photographer. I hope that's okay. That was a question from Joanne. Yeah. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy, what do you do when uh, when you, the dad it, of the groom says, hey, Cousin Martha is going to be shooting, groom. too? I don't, you know what? I don't care who it is. Um, you got <laughs> to be, be polite, but you got to be stern, and you got to stand your ground. So you can't be like, oh, no, that's fine. Um, it's okay, but you know, uh, just try to say it in my way. You you got to be like, uh, she can he or she whoever the person is going to be shooting can do whatever they want and pull the bride and groom outside out of their zone whenever they want. However, I'm here to do a job. I need to do my job. Please respect that. And I can't have anyone over my shoulder shooting when I'm shooting. I I just I I can't do it. And then that just that kind of lays the ground like, all right, um, you know, the person wants to pull a couple out because that person has an idea. You know, I got started doing that that way. That's fine. Um, then by all means, th- that's the that's the cousin or the the aunt or the whatever the person is. Hey, so and so, let's go outside. and have an idea for a shoot. Okay. And I would feel bad then being over that person's shoulder. You know, because it's like. Hey, I'm not even a professional here. Now you're you're taking my thunder. You know what I mean? I would kind of just let that be and let it let it, let it go. You know. So, uh, but I had a, the wedding. I had just I finished. It was a really hot day. Um, there was this girl there, Megan. She was great and a uh, little thing, young in college still. And she was kind of like in the background. Like I didn't even know she had a camera. I like how you got her name. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been talking to her. So maybe she could be an intern. Who knows? So she she was like she was so polite, so cool about it. And she was exactly what you want from of someone, an aspiring photographer to be at a wedding, to have a camera, do their own thing, never be in your way, never be over your shoulder. And I would like to think from that email that I would love to see a follow-up on it. 
because let's just hope that that person behind the camera was respectful and be and cool and be like, you know, well, I'm not getting the photographer's way. Mm-hmm. Mr. Wheeler, what do you, you know? do when somebody comes up to you and says that? It's always difficult, isn't it? That one. That's that's a real difficult one because the you can stamp your foot, you know, so say sorry. That's that. No, we can't. We can't do that. You know, upset the father of the, especially if it's the father of the bride. Right. That, you know, you're going to put in a bad. It's right at the beginning, pretty much of the day, almost. Anyway, it's it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, I will sort of tend to let them, but I will make sure that you know any of my setup shots. And like Jimmy says, shooting over my shoulder. That's no, no, I can't have that. Um, and anything I set up, absolutely not. The last wedding I did. Every because it was quite enclosed. Every time I took the bride and groom, every some different times of the day to set something up and do something, people are following you. Oh, <laughs> that, that's with the iPads, worst. Oh, oh yeah. iPads over that my shoulder, and I'm thinking, oh come on, just I stood up and just like kept putting them, put my back up against them, you know, just getting in the <laughs> shot, and just it just winds me up. But I'm kind of relaxed at a wedding. I don't stamp my feet too much. Um, I try to be a bit more quite relaxed with the guests, but you can't have people getting in my way. Uh, that happens more and more at the minute with iPads. And I don't know what that's going on. I don't know what's going on with that iPad photography, but that's getting a, <laughs> that's the one thing that gets my goat more than anything. I haven't seen one of those in a while at a wedding. Yeah. yeah I mean, not in yeah. a while, not in a year at least. Yeah. No, I must be something in UK maybe. But, <laughs> and not the small mini iPads or the small little galaxy things. It's, it's the big, <laughs> you know, the iPad Pros and things. Bring, well, you know, like they that. say the bigger the screen, the bigger the, the better the photo. You know, oh, yeah, 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 that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I'm just like, you know what? Fine. I, I actually say I'm like, fine. Shoot anything that you want to. However, when I'm working with a bride and groom, I, that needs to be done alone. When I'm working with a wedding party, that needs to be done alone. Um, but other than that, if they want to shoot the reception, you know, fine. But just don't be in my shots. You know, I'll just I'll just ask them to move to the side if they're if they're shooting next. You know, if they're in my shot. So, um, but yeah, you got to kind of play play it politically correct, and I think kind of meet somewhere in the middle. Um, but but for the stuff that for the part that really matters though is the shooting over the shoulder, and or somebody that like if somebody ever were to try and like, well while nothing nothing gets me more irked at a wedding. Then when I'm directing and then somebody else wants to come in and take a shot, whether that be a guest, whether that be a videographer, whether that be whoever that is, like nothing gets me more boiled up than that. And let me tell you, let me just tell you a little something, okay? When I have a conversation with the bride and groom and we talk about videographers and I'm just, I go to town on that now. I just don't even care. I just basically say... Like, hey, you know, if you hire different videographers, you're going to get different things. If you hire these guys, it's probably going to be all right. Um, but if it's somebody I don't know, what I always say is, is, hey, you know, we just talked through the timeline. I gave you the, the time that I think that I'll need. Um, and, and, you know, do, does your videographer need time to direct as well? That's what I ask. I ask that question. And, uh, and they, and, and they uh, have the time, most of the time they always say, oh, no, the, the, the videographers are going to follow your lead. And, uh, and it's all good. And so when they tell me that, I tend to like believe that, you know what I mean? Like I tend to actually yeah, believe but how that. Do they in terms know? Of th- yeah, I know. Yeah. But, and yeah. that's, and that's what I mean. And then when I get to the wedding and then I'm directing something 
and then they literally just like like just come right in and start directing like over me almost like it's like a shouting match or something like 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 oh their turn you know let's that that nothing nothing irks me more than when that happens and and if you do need time to direct that's fine but that needs to be communicated to the client and there needs to be kind of communication about that um mm-hmm. but but that just drives me nuts man like when i when i think that i have a certain amount of time to direct and then all of a sudden um in the middle of shots or um that, that they, they just start directing and changing the, the entire flow of how that shoot goes because that really 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 matters man like that really matters when you're working with a couple the flow of how that goes and how how one series of shots leads into the next and leads into the next there's a flow to that there really is and and it gets totally just can be totally destroyed by people that don't know how to direct or by people that um that that are I've seen videographers come in and just like ruin first looks before because they start directing like a dad uh, in the middle of a first look when you know we, they were set up in good light it's gonna be fine just let it happen and they and they just ruin the first look in the moment for that couple I have I just I don't even care anymore because I have no tolerance for that it's it's just not professional in my opinion and like uh, yeah and, and 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 that's fine if a videographer needs time to direct i'm actually i'm totally fine with that we just need to number 1 build that time into the schedule and number 2 then we'll go back and forth cuz it does sometimes help me when i have a videographer that knows what they're doing and i do a series of shots okay now it's your turn and then we go back and forth mm-hmm. i'm always cool with that i like the back but, and forth but, but i need yeah. I, yeah i like that too because then i can be thinking about the next shot while they're working theirs you know but right. but when i don't know what's going to happen and I and I'm anticipating a certain amount of time, and the time is tight. And then they start directing. I got no, I just lose my mind inside my head. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I do the, the whole first but, look thing. I don't. Yeah. I don't allow unless the bride and groom are in, are like, no, I want the bride party here. I'll try to talk them out of it. But if if they are persistent about it, fine. If they're like, no, what do you want to do? I'm like, no one. Yeah. You would never do the first look without the photographer. It's 100 percent for photography only, or and or video. That's it. There's, you don't want to see the person beforehand and be like, oh, hi, is anyone around? Nope. Let's go get married. Okay. No, that, that would never happen. That never happens. So it's 100% for the photos. So who's involved? The couple and the photographers. That's it. I don't need dad. I don't need the, a stupid drunk groomsman be like, oh, grab her ass, man. Uh. I've seen <laughs> shit like this so many times. And I'm I, I'm just like, oh, not only are they ruining the moment, but now you got the couple looking off in some distance somewhere and I'm like, what you, what's going on? You're supposed to be. This is a great moment that's completely ruined. Oh, I saw one. Natalie and I did one uh, nearby here, and some another bridal party was witnessing what was going on. And those groomsmen were borderline so rude. I was ready to call the owner of the place right now and be like, get these guys the hell out of here, because they were they were like that before they even before when the grooms out there waiting for the bride and saying and saying stuff. And he's like, I, the groom said something up to them. He was closer to them, but I was like, I, I can't, I can't believe it. They're going to, they're going to ruin this. They're going to stay there the whole time. They're going to ruin it. And they kind of did. They kind of mm-hmm. did. Is it unreal? I mean, groomsmen, like from two weddings ago, my God, they were like my age, but they were acting like they were 12 years old. I couldn't believe the things that they were saying and doing. I could not believe it. It's like, come on guys. Really? Yeah. Like, well, isn't it pa- funny when you see, <laughs> when you see guys like group, like young groomsmen who are just like the. They're still stuck in the college era of like partying. That's what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. yeah. And, they're, and, they're, and they're like, uh, my suit doesn't fit. I'm like, because you're 50 pounds heavier than you were two years ago. The last time you wore the suit, idiot. How about you get a new suit? How about you lose 50 pounds? But part, but, like but part of it, though, but part of it is when 
if you ever noticed this before, when you are with people that you went to went to high school with, for example, or people you went to college with, for example, you tend to act the age that you did the last time that you saw them. Good point. Um, and and that's that's a lot of what goes on there is when people get together for a wedding, right? Especially like the groomsmen, we basically re- revert back to the age we were the last time that we saw them because we had no responsibility then. And you know what? You have very little responsibility on a wedding on a wedding day, and and who cares what the photographer wants to do? You know what I mean? So, uh, so that's that's part of how the, what plays into all that. Um, okay, but I I do feel you on that for sure. Um, the amount the amount of of groomsmen that that still want to turn around and take shots while they pee is just uh, you know just oh. mind boggling. It's mind boggling the amount of shots. Oh my God, oh, and, and, and and Andrew, Andrew, Andrew and does that happen in the, U, in the UK? That once <laughs> once every every seven weddings, the, the guys want to turn around and get a pissing shot like while you're to you know in the middle of the wedding day <laughs> and and they actually no. do it when your wife is standing right there or kids are staying and walking around in right. a park i don't think i've had uh, i don't i'm pretty sure i've not had that i have yeah a couple of weddings ago i had the uh american the groom are, are, are you his, saying um, that it's more cultured over there uh, over there in the uk is no that? no it really isn't okay no quite the opposite i would say i had a couple of weddings ago i had a couple of uh, groom and his best man had um they wanted a shot of the uh the backsides. That was a that was a good one. Mm-hmm. And like a few last, yeah, no, they had sort of like sort of uh, kind of underwear. It, right. It's a bit too complicated to kind of explain. Right. I could draw a picture, but it won't. <laughs> That's okay. No, no. And I had one. Uh, had one last year where the group they, they'd had a bet the groomsman, um, and the the loser had to wear a thong for the whole day. A lady's thong, you know the. Stringy G string yeah, type, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I thought. No, I know. Yeah. We know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, then he stood up and wanted a picture of that, which is the uh, one of the grossest pictures I think I've got. Picture <laughs> of him with his trousers down and all the groomsmen stood around him. Yeah. No, it wasn't in the album that. The one. special special photos people do want us to take on the wedding day. No. You know that, yeah. that 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 get put in the wedding book and get passed on from generation to generation. Oh, it's family special. heirlooms, if you will. It's so funny, and I told this story before. When you get like the someone who's drunk, and they're um, you're right there. You're an arm's reach away of touching the person, and a wide lens, and they're doing something silly, maybe with the, the you know with the drink or they're doing whatever they're doing, and, and they're aware of it, and they're hamming it up for the camera, and then everything gets posted, and then you get the email saying, um, "Can you please pull that one photo of my friend who's who's?" I'm like, you know what? <laughs> They were right there, and they were doing it in front of me. This is one of those funny moments. Uh, I, I've pulled them before, but I'm waiting for the one where I'm like, "No, I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not pulling it." It's, it's already over right the camera. It's, all, it's already all over Instagram anyway. Yeah, I know. From yeah, that's the difference. I think in the UK, people actually want you to post those ones. Mm. Yeah, sometimes some are legit funny, but others, you know, you get the person like, "Yeah, can you please pull that?" And my my friend asked me to call you from ask you to pull it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're only hamming it up for like 100 pictures. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, in our Facebook group, Wedding Photographers Unite, a gentleman named Andrew Wheeler wrote in, and he wrote, uh, just catching up on some of the episodes I missed, number 107, Stirring the Pot. Thanks, guys. Having a tough time in my marriage. I have been feeling down on so many, seeing so many happy couples. It was very uplifting hearing, and I'm not alone. Um, being professional and constantly on my A-game during a wedding is tough. Um, but hearing you guys talk about it has helped a lot. 
and always smile and the world smiles with you and alcohol helps <laughs> laugh out loud <laughs> that was Definitely. that was very, very good um so uh i guess neil uh saw that and uh, we you know we had a couple comments on there and that that meant a lot too uh that you said that because i think we all have had times uh personal times uh photographing weddings that that is makes it difficult um uh, you know we, i think we uh see these happy couples and see uh, and it looks like everything is uh the grass is always greener on the other side and uh, i've had some moments uh personally in my life where i'm shooting these couples and things look very happy and and i know that i am have been in a very low point um personally in my personal life um for uh you know, different reasons that maybe we might get a deeper dive on right now. But uh, so, um, Andrew, as much as you're comfortable with uh, mm. what kind of led you, uh, you know, or what, what are your what are your thoughts on, on writing in and all that? Yeah, I mean, it's, I say it has been a tough time um, recently with myself and my wife, you know, things happen in a marriage, as in every marriage, and mm-hmm. you just, you know, um, not going your own way, but you've got your own things going on. And things happen um it's a bit of a low point at the minute um maybe trying to work things out you know we're, we're trying but mm-hmm. it is incredibly difficult and like i say it's, uh, you just at a wedding like you say you you see the happy couples it's not just the happy couples you quite often got quite a lot of happy um bridesmaids just just generally everyone you know, and certainly you see the older couples as well that are arm in arm you know in their mm. 70s and whatnot and you it's it's quite hard you've got to put it all and i tend to put it all in a box just just box all my feelings up close mm. that box and try and crack on but um i think it was especially hard in the last wedding um I just just things were too much on my mind in the last wedding and i think i really struggled to get that emotional feeling out of the couple just because mm. i just I just didn't, I couldn't connect with that, that loveliness mm. just didn't have that in me for some reason. I just, I just couldn't get a hold of that. But so, so it was great when I, I think it was before that wedding, I'd, um, yeah, listen to, I think it was one, 107, I think. And I think you just touched on it briefly. And before that, I just, I was thinking it's just, it's just me. It's just in, it's not just you. <laughs> yeah. No. And no. when I heard you guys talking about it, it was, I was like, you know what? there must be a lot of this it must be it must be going on all the time um i've got friends who are they're not wedding photographers but they've got it going on in their lives as well every everyone does in fact a wedding photographer might have we definitely have far more time than a nine to fiver yeah and i think someone who has to do you know brunch in nine to five and then come home and do more work Mm. you know yeah Um, it doesn't help obviously you know my my studio my home office is at home obviously okay so i'm always under i'm always under a feet which is you know this was you you say the nine to five you're out you don't see other as much and i think that that affects it a lot as well you know you got Mm. you're always in each other's pockets but yeah it is um it is hard as well and you said it's hard editing them as well because you're looking through it and thinking you know, just and that gives you when you're sitting there by yourself, you have time to think, and you're looking at the happy couple. You're looking at happy couples smiling and laughing, and just thinking about your what you know, my wedding day and things like that. And it is, it's very difficult. Yeah, I, you know, I will say, 
I, I, I don't know if I tried to explain this on the podcast before or if I've, if I, how much in detail I, I got into this and I've, I've talked with my wife uh, about it, my current wife about it. But when I was uh, previously married, um, and shooting weddings at that time, uh, it was it, the, the best way that I can describe it is I would go and I would show up to these weddings and, and just get this completely empty feeling that I'm with somebody else's family. Um, I don't really know these people. I'll probably never see them again. And it, it was just this total empty, like I was living this kind of surreal life that, that didn't really um, even make sense because I was just so personally um, unhappy with, you know, the situation and, and, and everything like that. And it just, it just felt totally empty and, and, and sad, you know, just, just really, really yeah. sad. And, uh, and it's, and it's very difficult, um, to do your job when, when you're in that personal state. And I think, you know, when I look back on it, um, I don't think the couples that I had at the time ever really knew or anything like that. And I did the job and, and all that, but, but I, but the personal struggle and Neil has talked about, you talked about this too, or when we've talked about this with the situation with your grandmother and, and mm-hmm. all that, like how that unfolded. Um, but it's, we have a job to do at the end of the day. And, and we are kind of as wedding photographers, I feel like part of us is to show up as, as almost an actor, so to speak, mm. um, to kind of get the couple to, to be what the couple needs us to be regardless of what we have going on personally inside us. We, we still have a job to do. Um, and it just makes the job a little bit harder. And I think we have a little bit more of a personal struggle seeing all these couples and seeing all these families and seeing different family dynamics and seeing how those family dynamics relate to our own family dynamics and how how we grew up and the families that we grew up in and, and, and how other people grew up and the families they grew up in. And the whole time, I think that we also put... We also, I think when we see other families and this kind of thing, we put the best spin on that as we can. We don't really, we aren't really seeing the skeletons in the closet. You know what I mean? When, even when we're looking at, at what might look like the perfect family situation and the perfect event, there's usually all sorts of stuff going on underneath. One of the questions that I, that I always ask my couples, I don't know if you guys have a version of this that you ask your couples, but one of the questions I always ask going into a wedding, I always say, um, are there any family situations that I should be aware of? Are there any anything that I could potentially put my foot in my mouth about that you would rather me not bring up? And whether that be parent, grandparents that have just passed away or people that can't be in a family photo together or whatever that might be. And sometimes, you know, I ask that question and it's the seemingly perfect couple and perfect situation. I get all this kind of stuff back. That's like, oh, okay, you know, like you're human too. We all have this stuff going on. And, but I think it's easy for us to, as you know, when we're in especially a low state, to look at other people and think that everything is just perfect and this perfect with this perfect spin on top. Right. And it's like, so it's a, but it's a struggle. It's, it's the struggle is real, you know, and, um, and all we can do is the, is try to be the best version of ourselves in order to do our jobs. And then in being the best version of ourselves, then we um, can, 
you know, continue, you know, that's all we can ever do is try to be the best version of ourselves regardless. So, you know, Andy, I'm kind of glad that you brought that up because we do talk to our clients. We try and get to know them as best as humanly possible before the wedding. And we all, and whenever we get to that moment where we have to talk about family dynamics for the family portraits right after the, right after the ceremony, we always ask them, you know, about the grandparents. Do we have any grandparents around? What about what about your parents? Do we have any divorces that we need to know about? And once that question happens, I mean, people just completely open up and talk about everything that's going on. And you, know, you kind of realize that these people are going through tough times as well. This is a happy moment for the two of them, but there's just years that that's building up of of tension, and you know the bride is saying, "I'm I'm not even sure if my father's going to show up at my wedding." That, yeah, he's that's invited, I... and you know there, there's all these things as to where I think that's the moment where you kind of hit that personal level, and as to where you can really relate with your clients, and if, even if you have something that's somewhat relatable, it's that time to talk to them about, and you kind of become. Uh, like a psychiatrist, like you, you, you're there with them, you, you relate with them, and um, and then, and that's when you realize that you know it's it, it is a happy moment for the bride and groom, but you know there's there's a lot of other stuff going on behind the curtain that you know not everybody knows about. I, I think though, if if anything did happen where your foot was in your mouth and you didn't know, I think it would be awkward for a moment, but no one's gonna go back and point fingers at you because. You're like, you know, even the bride and groom is like, well, I didn't, I didn't let him know. If the photographer oh, yeah. didn't know. You know, it's, it's all. You're gonna feel this small. You're gonna feel very, very embarrassed. I've been there, not on a grand scale, just small things. I can't even think of anything offhand, but I've been there, and um, and it's, it's, you know, that's the first thing that happens is like, it's okay, you didn't know, and you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't aware, you know. So it, it's okay, but that's a good point, Andy, to put that in the. I have a checklist. I just added it right now. Good point. I put like anything specific to photograph. I have like other stuff here. I have a whole disclaimer about group photos. You know, you are responsible. The bride and groom are responsible to set up who they want or bring in who they want. It can't be up to me. You know, we can do everything in one group, group, you know, one grand group shot. I got to live it up to them. But I just added now like anything I should be aware of that may be awkward um, in my Mm -hmm. list. It's a good point. One thing actually, um, Andy, you said about – um, you know, hiding or, or putting on an act. And one thing I'm quite keen on is getting to know my couples, like really sort of almost being like, you know, best friends with them almost. And that's one of the hardest things is I find myself being very much friendly with these people, so friendly, you know, to the point where they can just give me a call you know, and have a chat. But I can't tell them, I can't feel, I can't, I feel I can't tell them, no, I can't say what's going on in my personal life. I've got to say, yeah, yeah, brilliant. We're brilliant. We're happy, you know, mm-hmm. just mm. really put on the act. And that's, I think that's one of the hardest things as well is keeping that act up, not just the wedding day, but after, because you don't want to put a downer on their wedding by saying, oh mm. yeah, you know, there's possible divorces and you don't want to talk about any of that. No, you, no. You know, it's got to be a happy thing. And that's, that's hard as well because I really try to be so friendly and opening up to them and, just, just being friends, and it's that is difficult. Andy, how long were you married for? Uh, ten years. Ten years. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, it's uh, but we're all. It's the human condition. Uh, it's the human condition that we all have these things going on, and, and you're not just alone. 
absolutely not just alone. We all have it and, and it's ebbs and flows. And, and the only thing we can ever do is be the best version of ourselves. And, and, and that's all we can do. And yeah, it's, tough. it's a and, tough game we're in. And really we, we mm-hmm. kind of are, even mm-hmm. though we might have second shooters and things like that. We are, mm-hmm. we are pretty much solo flying. You know, one of the reasons why, Andrew, I want to have you on the show is because um, someone else commented under under your comment saying, you know, I'm going kind of going through the same thing. And um, I, don't, I don't even want to go into details of what that person was going through because they're not on the show. But there are other people going through what you're going through. And I, I did have a photographer who's a, who's a personal friend of mine go through almost the same thing. And you, he, he ended up getting a divorce and he couldn't shoot weddings anymore. He couldn't look at happy couples. He he just couldn't get over it. And he stopped shooting weddings. And and he used social media and put things out there on social media. And clients were no longer hiring him because he was not very happy in life. And they all all they wanted to do was do a, a family portrait session and they weren't hiring him because he was going there. They were like, Oh, we don't want to bother him because he's going through a rough time. So it was having a, it, it still is having a huge effect on his business. So I don't want to see that happen to anyone, including yourself or any of our listeners. So if, if you can say anything of how can you get through th- something like this of, whether it's social media or having friends or any 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 advice, you know, while you're going through something like this, um, to I, photographers. You know what I want to say is yeah. there is a lot of amazing content on like just going on YouTube and looking up people that kind of talk about this this stuff or not not even just this stuff, but just like personal development stuff. Um, I'm, I don't know how, are you guys aware of the, uh, internet sensation that is Jordan Peterson? No, no. Um, no. So this guy, um, has become quite a, quite a phenomenon over the past, uh, you know, maybe five, six years. He's a university of Toronto, uh, professor. And if you just pick, Almost pretty much almost any one of his uh, his lectures that you can find on YouTube, specifically in regards to like personal development and self-help and that kind of stuff. If you watch any one of those, uh, it's it really is just like truly inspirational stuff about humanity and who we are as a people and um, being the being the best version of ourselves and and what that means and and how to how to um just just kind of rise above and realize that each one of us does have all these demons inside us and how to get beyond those demons to be the best version of ourselves by acknowledging the fact that we actually do have those not not just ignoring it and putting it in a box in the corner um i'm giving you just kind of like a broad scope of some of the things he talks about in a worse way right yeah. so um but but <laughs> if you if you dig into some of his content and his stuff um, it's really changed a lot of people's um, lives in a positive kind of way from uh, the the millions of of comments and views that that this guy has uh, has gotten over the last uh, number of years. Um, so Jordan I, Peter jo- yeah, Jordan Peterson Jordan yeah. Peterson Jordan Peterson. If you just Google that, you're going to find all sorts of stuff. Um, but watch 
the the YouTube lectures, and he actually has some old uh, classes um, from when he used to. I think he still teaches at University of Toronto, but but uh, he's because he's become such a sensation. I don't even know how much he's teaching recently. He's done just doing a lot of like touring and and uh, book writing and that kind of thing. Um, it was these last couple of years, but uh, I think he's still a, te- a professor there. I don't I don't even know, but but you can find some of his old classes, and if you do. Uh, there's a series called like a personality. If you look up the personality series of lectures, um, just from when he was teaching, uh, there's like, uh, you can see them all. You can like take the classes essentially. And I really feel like, uh, if, if everybody, uh, He's basically like the professor that you would want if you ever went to school. You know what I mean? In terms of like learning about life. If everybody learned what he had to teach when they were in college, uh, we would be a very different society of people. Um, But a lot of people don't take the time to actually do that. Um, And then we kind of have to figure things out as we go through life (laughs) uh, in different kinds of ways. But it's uh, definitely worth looking into as as one example of of how to, you know, kind of think about things and think about the world and, and our place in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was nice. listening to a few um, motivational things actually yesterday mm-hmm. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, life motivational, trying to pick me ups, things like that. Mm-hmm. There's a great one from Rocky, I think. <laughs> that no matter how hard you get hit, it's not about how hard you get hit; it's about how hard about how hard you can get hit and keep on getting up. And I thought I like that. I I know it's Rocky, but well, still, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good point yeah hey it's rocky yeah yeah i think it's a good point actually Neil. you said about um posting on instagram and, and social media about that's one thing i'm very careful about is putting anything even on my personal page in my personal facebook page i don't tend to put anything about my personal life on there not in a bad sense if you see what i mean mm-hmm. you know maybe i'll post a picture of me and the kids and things like that but I know a lot of people use the memes and all sorts of things and post, you know, sad little sob story things and all sorts about, about the person, you know, that are relating to their lives. But I think I'm very much in the sense that I don't want my possible clients and clients to know anything mm-hmm. because it could, like you say, it could impact you because who wants, who wants some misery guts at their wedding? If someone's going to be down and really should be at the bottom of a bottle of gin. you know the the opposite is also uh like a eye opener or a red flag is when you see the couple who um let's say the 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 wife is posting a picture and like oh i flowers for my hubby for no reason other than being tuesday at two o'clock he's the best and you know, another surprise thing here, and if there's money involved, oh, look, a surprise five series out in the driveway. Oh, great. Yeah, good for you for the five series. But even on a smaller scale, like the flowers or this and that, sometimes uh, I, I, there's a couple I know that does that, and I stopped following them because I, <laughs> I couldn't take it anymore because I'm thinking something's up. Yeah. No one, yeah. no one you have to be aware that you're rubbing it in people's faces, excluding the, the high-end items of, of gifts, flowers, the best small things. It, there has to be something, something going on that you need to prove it to people to, that like, look, we're, we're good. We're happy. Look how happy we are. Look, my husband loves me and, and I'm very happy and everything. So, so when you see couples like that sometimes too, even the day of the wedding, maybe not, you know, maybe they're not so happy. So as down as you are, it might be in, in a down point in your relationship, anyone's relationship, 
you you might and you, you're looking at someone with a lot of envy saying I, this couple is fantastic and maybe there's a couple a guest at a couple not even the wedding couple and they're always like arm in arm and you always they're always dancing great you don't know what's going on behind the scenes you know so keep that in mind that your jealousy from what you're seeing from just the initial meeting might of course not be the truth and you know i would just i look i just look i look i've been through i'm married third this is my third marriage i was married really young at 23 that lasted just a couple years second one was much longer had two kids from there. They're great. They're upstairs being nice and quiet and, um, <laughs> and married Natalie, uh, to almost two years ago. So, and we were together almost 10 years, you know, and that was not an easy start. I, I, we don't have time to get into that, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I can relate being that person at a wedding being like, I'm not happy right now and I got to plow through, man. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm, what I decided to do. I left the union in the film world to do this. So put aside your, your mm. sorrow, your, your depression, whatever you want to do, put it aside, plow through. It's just one day you can do it and then do what you want afterwards, you know, but, uh, yeah. don't, don't go there with the attitude of like, you, you want sympathy from people cause you, you can't get sympathy of because your relationship is breaking up at a, on a wedding day. That's horrible. <laughs> think, think of Think of the juxtaposition of that and the irony. It's like you, that's going to be that's going to backfire on you dramatically, you know. So I don't I don't know whatever is going on in anyone's lives that that's and that yeah. in that state. Just just yeah. realize, you know, got to put it in a box yeah, and just box. leave it. Just put it aside. Plow through. Look forward. If whatever you want to do when you get home. Just for the yeah, wedding day, I want to throw in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, there's everything like, in a box. Because right if anybody's listening and getting the, the, the advice that, that we're giving out on wedding photography night, <laughs> put everything in a box. Oh, not everything. <laughs> leave it. You got I'm personal problems like, just right in the corner like, over there. And uh, <laughs> just leave it to the evening, some whiskey, and a good cry. <laughs> Leave it a whiskey and a cry. Yeah, <laughs> there's the no, no, title, Andy. <laughs> whiskey and a cry. Um, oh. yeah. So uh, I was going to. I had a, a tip of the day. While I'm giving my tip of the day, maybe you guys want to think about a tip of the day. It can be a piece yeah. of gear of the day, a tip of the day, uh, something. Just think. <laughs> um, I have a a tip of the day, which is when if you use Gmail, which a lot of people do. And if you don't use Gmail, hopefully you can find something like this. Um, but in Gmail, they recently, within the past few weeks, have released a new feature. And this new feature is Scheduled Send. And I absolutely freaking love it. Absolutely love it. Because the way that I work is I have all these little checkboxes. And I like to get my checkboxes off. I would like to do things and get them done, right? So when I have my list, and let's say that some particular bride is being a little overly email friendly and communicative and it's going the, the pace is a little bit too fast and you want to slow that pace down a little bit right um well i i often do that because i feel like well, i would just be sitting there answering emails all day you know like like if i didn't so i generally try to do emails like one time a day but basically um if, uh, if I get an email from somebody, I can write that email, I can respond, I can click send, right? But I can click send, hey, send this at 8 o'clock tonight. Send it at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. Amazing. Absolutely incredible. Um, and, it's, and it's just built in within Gmail now. 
Um, so if you are using Gmail, maybe you, you haven't really noticed that it's there, but next to the send button, um, if you look at that send button now, there's a drop down arrow and click that drop down arrow and you can go to schedule send and absolutely incredible. Um, it's just there ready to roll. And, uh, and then you can kind of, um, kind of help, help, uh, control the pace of the the quick emails back and forth so that your life isn't spent over email you know dealing with multiple questions you know that's just well, my, that my, is, cool yeah but yeah but shouldn't you reply kind of like right away in today's times i mean everybody's saying you have to reply within mm. you know 30 30 minutes mm. um just keep things going mm. i mean I don't, I don't know we we had we had two requests for two wedding dates today and both of them are scheduled for meetings uh, by this afternoon, and we're we're good to go. That's yeah. Great. So inquiries, yeah. I, I, mean, I generally tend to, to be it's quick. Important. Inquiries, I tend to be fairly quick with. Um, or inquiry. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Inquiries. I'm, yes. Inquiries uh, are very very important. Yes. However, if, if if a bride is saying, "Oh, when should I get my hair done on my wedding day? That's next year." Yeah, I'll, I'll put that off. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll put that off a day or right, two. That, yeah. and yes. I guess I guess <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Is when. Those, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. When it, when it's really not a pressing thing, it's just not oh, a pressing right. thing. But when it's I just want to make when sure it's that, kind of yeah. happening a little too fast, and it would be there would be more because I feel like if you respond back immediately to that kind of stuff, then you're gonna get another email, and then you gotta respond oh, back yeah. another email. Absolutely, gotta, absolutely. So so it's like okay, I, yeah. the, the pace of this thing is gonna be once a day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like like yeah. so here here's my response, and then I respond back, and then the next day I'll I'll deal with another question the next day. But I'm not gonna do it every two hours, you know. So. I, I just want to make sure listeners are yeah. aren't confused with inquiries yep. versus little questions of hundred percent already booked clients. Yep. Okay, hundred percent. Nice. Um, nice. All right, that is a good feature. That, that was yeah. my yeah. that was my tip of the day. What do you guys have? All right. Um, what does anybody have? Anybody? Uh, let's see. First time on the show. First time on the show. Andrew's got something. Well, Not I'm, Neil or Jimmy though. We see, I looked at that loop deck that Jimmy's got, and I was pretty much on the fence on buying that. Get the loop deck plus. Yeah, well, I looked at it, and I was really on the fence. I went to the uh, photography show. This is um, a UK thing in um, the Birmingham, Birmingham NEC, which is like a yearly thing. All the big suppliers go there. You know, you know, everybody's there selling the wedding albums. You know, Sharon trying to get you to use their their right. bits and pieces. Right. And I picked up its. Um, so I give it a go. Is it a Shuttle Pro? Have you heard of these Shuttle I Pro? I have not. No, I don't know what that is. It's. Uh, hang on a second. It's no good for the listeners. They won't see this. It's okay. so it's a little oh, that's thing. cool. That Ooh, looks cool. Look at that thing. Look, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a thing from Star Trek. That looks yeah, way better than yeah. a loop deck to me. <laughs> yeah, oh, but it's, it just sits <laughs> at the side of your keyboard. It sits at the side of your keyboard. You got a little, um, little rotating bezel. Would you call that? So. Okay. You can set that, so I use that pretty much just for exposure. So I'm going through on Lightroom, and I can just crank that up, just spin that around. But you can change it. You've all got right. all the buttons at the top. You can change them to whatever you like. They're totally programmable, and you've got a backwards and forwards. So you can change all the buttons are fully controllable, uh, fully customizable. Cool. And I'm really liking that. It's just quite easy when your hands are... Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That I side. hate I hate constantly clicking. I like keyboard shortcuts. You know, yeah. um, when when Kathleen's here and she's and I'm helping her out with Lightroom, she's like she'll go to the menu and drop down and then click over here. I'm like, I'm like Kathleen, it's 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 Command R. Please, please so, do so. Andrew, do, 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 let me just ask you: is there is there a button on that controller that deletes all your raw files? 
Uh, that's well, a Jimmy you button. Could, you could certainly program one in, okay. I'm sure. All right. <laughs> I did have one of the um, these rubber mat things. If it goes over your keyboard. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But that's I don't know why that's on there. But my daughter keeps popping it on there. She thinks it looks pretty. So, <laughs> but it's just it's just annoying because you can't even see the, what the shortcuts are. So, but I think that's a shuttle uh, pro shuttle version two. That one and. I'm really liking that. I've had that since uh, March and really got on with it really well. It speeded everything up, but yeah, I was on the fence with the loop loop deck. I was. Yeah, I I didn't see that one, but um, that that is interesting. Um, I have a, a, a no, I have a tip. Let's go. Uh, I recently been riding my bike to uh to the local restaurants and bars at night because it's summertime and why not? And I realized it's kind of dark at night, so I looked into a bike light, a simple little thing you clip on, you know, rechargeable USB. And I realized these things, I bought one that was like 40 bucks, Amazon, not even, not even a name brand one. And the throw on this thing is, re- is ridiculous, and it's soft. And you, you can light something 50 feet away, no problem. And it's, it, it's heavy, but it's all battery. And I haven't charged it since I bought it, and it's still like 100%. And I'm thinking, this is a good... And it's like a it's like a little mini brick, so it's square, so it'll fit in any pocket. Mm-hmm. And it's not mm-hmm. like the kind like the LEDs we use. It's more of like a spot thing. So if you have like a couple far away, let's say, and you want to put them at your wide lens, you want to put them um, at center or whatever. And and you you know you can either go up close with them with the with the light and then clone someone out. But I bet you with this thing, you can just be fifty, not maybe fifty, but definitely twenty, thirty feet away and just hit them and be like, cool, I'm I'm interested to try it. It's extremely bright. So is it and, pretty? It's pretty focused. Yes. Like, so it's very focused. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's, well, not super focused. It's got like some kind of throw, but it's not like it, you're if not you're, gonna. If you're 20 feet away from the couple, will it light up the whole couple, or will it more spot them uh, in their 20 faces? 20 feet away, may maybe like the whole couple. Okay. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe just like to the knees. Um, but it, it serves a certain purpose, but I'm yet to use it. Because all my other flashlights that, that are like spotty like that aren't even close to this. They're mm. they're t- ten feet at best. This thing's like poof, lights the lights the whole street so much so I have to go on the, the low mod the low mode on it. Pretty cool. So looking at bike lights. So everybody had a tip for a piece of gear of the week so far, except for Neil. Oh shit! I thought you were gonna <laughs> keep going with that because I don't have anything. <laughs> nope. That's okay. All right. Neil's got nothing for you, people. Tip on life. Well, then in that case, I actually think um, maybe uh, we can do one more question from the group. Let me just uh, pull it up. And I think Cody wrote in and he said, uh, Cody says he has a question. When you get leads in, how do you respond if it's from your website? Or another site such as the Knot. Do you call? Do you email? Etc. I already answered this in the group, but um, what do you guys do? Depending on what, where you get the lead from. If it's from like Wedding Wire, if it's from a website, if it's a call, um, how do you deal with each respective source? You, you know what? Source? You know, I I think Wedding Wire polices your emails because I was getting an email from a lead from Wedding Wire. And they say, hey, love your work. Do you have this date available? And I always reply saying, we are available. Uh, Do you have an email that I can contact you with? Because I don't have their personal email. It's kind of like through WeddingWire system. So whenever I ask for their email, I never get a reply, ever. Hmm. And I, and I, I... 
Sometimes I'm, I'm, not paying, wire, I'm not paying it'll... for wedding wire. I won't pay for wedding they'll wire. List it. They'll list the email. Not so, all the time, Sometimes but... I do see on a wedding wire inquiry, I see the email there. And when yeah. I see that email there, even if it says couple requests to be contacted through wire, wedding wire, I immediately do not respond through wedding wire and, and send them an email yes. anyway. Because well, yeah, because, yeah. well, yeah, but you don't have their email address, though. No, but uh, no, all, very do. often it does. Very often it does show. Oh, see, I don't. I yeah. don't see them. Oh, yeah. shit. I got to look around then. Maybe I got to tinker around with it a little bit I mean, more because I never it, get a reply ever. So it's like, OK, is Wedding Wire like wanting to me wanting to go through their system just so, yes, you know, they do. I have to by default, Andy, I believe that every shit. I hate that company. Yeah. I think by default, every every inquiry has the uh, this couple would like to be contacted by wedding bar. I think that's a blanket thing across. Well, I've never right. not seen it. They say that, right. I don't know. But I think I have seen other options or whatever. Who knows? Though? I don't know. Yeah. I'll do a little bit of both to answer your question. I'll say hi in the, in the, in the reply via not. And then I might email them not immediately because I want to just respect the, the, their means of communication. You know, if they called, I'll call them back. It's a standard practice. Whatever the mean was, just, just mirror it. Yeah. So if they, if they called you, I call them back. If they rarely do, they just text me out of the blue. But if they if they Facebook messaged me, then I'll m- message them back. But eventually it goes back to email because that's where my hub is. Exactly. That's my, yeah. That's that, that, see, I, see, right away I'm I'm putting down Wedding Wire. I'm like, you know what? Can you uh, can I have your email address because Wedding Wire is like really finicky. I, I don't receive messages. Blah blah blah. So like right away I'm like just putting them down. I don't even care if yeah, that's their means. Of, I feel of, the same way. And and if they have a problem with it, I'd rather just not book them. If they're like a Wedding Wire couple and they just want to live in Wedding Wire's ecosystem, I'd no, rather literally just not book you because that I feel the same way about Absolutely. them and and just the way that whole system works. Um. So. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, Jimmy, I'm exact. I feel exactly the same contact yep. back the way they contacted you and then lead them into whatever your main kind of system is. And, you know, and then you kind of yeah. go from there. Um, Andrew Wheeler, uh, do you use wedding wire or anything? I'm pretty sure we don't really have wedding wire over here. Actually. I've not used it. Um, you have the knot. So I'm, I'm very, we have lots of, no, I don't think we have the knot either. Mm-hmm. We have, um, some other companies, things like Bark and things like Can that. Can we like, move you get to the UK in. and not have to deal with Wedding anymore? <laughs> uh, so we get all these lead. I get these leads in from these companies, and you have to buy credits to then reply to them. And I'm oh. always so dubious about whether they're even real. Yeah, yeah. But it's you know, it's. I think one of the, I think one of the companies is um, is owned by one of the guys from Dragons Den. You know that program one of those but even then i'm still thinking uh are these real i I just don't know so i don't tend to reply to any of those or i've I've only ever replied when they've given me some free credits as a a thing and i think i've never heard back from anyone on that but as 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 jimmy was saying i think you know anytime someone messages me on anything if it's got an email it'll go straight back to their personal email Mm. which reminds me i've got to chase some people up actually there you go so I think uh, we're about an hour and a half or so. So I think it's yeah. time to start nice. wrapping this guy up. Yeah. Um, unless anybody has anything else. I do not. Okay. Well, then uh, this has been episode, I think, 117. What did I say at the start of this podcast? I think 14. 114. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. This has been episode 114 or 117 
um one of those two uh and uh but thanks for listening in everybody uh pleasure as always uh andrew thank mm-hmm. you for joining us and no uh a- andrew where can uh people find you in the land of social media and online uh my website is uh uk. um social media facebook is uh photographic and twitter and instagram is awphotolincoln Excellent. Thank you, and thanks again for coming on, uh, Mr. Jimmy. Oh, it's, been, it's been an absolute yeah, pleasure. I'm yeah, massive. I'm cool. a massive I'm glad, fan glad, of you guys. glad to meet you. Thank oh, you, man. Thank, thank, you. thank you. It's thank a, you. it's a, it's nice that we can we can do this and make the world a little bit smaller. And uh, and thanks for being a listener uh, as long as yeah. you have, and we appreciate having you on. Uh, Jimmy, uh, where can people find you? Uh, social is at J Ferrara Photo, and website's jamesferrara.com. And Mr. Urban, Neil Urban and you can find me uh, through social media through there. And I have to throw out a, one little plug because now I got the green light as, as to where I can release this news. I do have a new book coming out. Ooh. I am wor- I, I am wow. working. Yeah, I've, I'm working on it right now. Uh, in the past, uh, our I already had the photos ready for the book. I just had to submit the photos for the book and kind of write about them. But now I'm actually shooting for the book. And the book is for everybody, 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 anybody who has one of these and I'm holding up my iPhone. Mm. I am going to write a book about how you can take better portraits using an iPhone. Mm. And I know this is going to be controversial, but that's okay. Um, I have a reason behind it. That's, so uh, no, that's good. I mean, it doesn't even matter. These these cameras don't even matter if you know what good light is and you know how to pose no, people, you know? No, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm, I'm using family portraits. I'm, I'm shooting families. And it's so weird to show up to a photo shoot only using this. Mm. No, I, I'm. Sorry for the interruption here. Uh, we had a slight technical difficulty where the system went down for the counts, but uh, we were just about wrapping up anyway. So thanks for listening in, everybody, and we will catch you next time. Wedding photographers. Unite.